Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into an overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order and can skip any that you don't enjoy. Today, we are playing using the combat mechanics from a game called Lasers and Feelings. It's not our first time playing it, but your GM's first time running it, so we are going to do our best to follow the mechanics as they are written, but they might not be completely correct. Uh, If you enjoy these mechanics, you can find this one-page RPG by just googling lasers and feelings. Build your own lasers and feelings character and play a game with friends. Speaking of friends, today we are joined by Lothario. Well, uh, hey everybody, my name is Lothario Bushaki, and I'm so glad to be here. I've been on vacation for a while, and I feel rested and prepared for an adventure. So today, uh, I tried to dress to impress, you see. Uh, today I'm wearing a jet black, what you call a suit, like jacket, pants, matching shoes, with a cravat. It is very fancy, but instead of being jet black only, it's not like you look into the uh, darkness itself. It is very glittery, as if you're um, you're looking at the stars above with no interference. That's when you're looking at my jacket and pants. They're very shiny. And of course, I have a matching hat. It is uh, similar in style of what you'd call a fedora. So fedora, suit, pants, shoes, uh, and my uh, trademark white puffy shirt. It's all there. Uh, I have my hair tied back a little bit, and it's tucked under my hat, so, you know, I look very fancy. Errol. Hello, uh, Errol Corvidbow here. I am a four-foot-tall halfling. Uh, I'm wearing a large, wide-brimmed hat uh, with a large feather protruding from the side of it. I have a burn scar on the right side of my face, as well as an eye patch over my right eye. I'm wearing also wearing a large, puffy shirt, like my friend Lothario. Uh, gold rings on my fingers, and I have a shiny new pair of boots. This is currently, we're on pair, my second new pair of boots. Um, I'm currently reading a yachting magazine and, uh, browsing the pages. And Chico Barrett. Oh, hi there. Nice to meet you. I'm Chico. I'm a three foot, four inch tall, desert cottontail, rabbit full. I got tan fur, white chin and belly, and orange paws. I'm wearing a cotton shirt, demo overalls, straw hat, and I got a backpack filled with straw. And I no longer have a coyote following me in this adventure, but I got myself a nifty new superhero outfit in case anyone needs rescuing. You all are in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The guild is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a cork board. And there is a job flyer posted. What do you do? I will walk over and investigate this cork board. Awesome. The cork board just has one job today, and it's in a surprisingly fine type of paper. It's not a quick scribbled note, but it's not quite calligraphy either. And it says, I've happened to have lost a hoard, and I could use some assistance finding it. Please help. And it's unsigned. A lost hoard? H-O-A-R-D hoard? Yes. Hmm. And uh, what what does the script look like? Is it like messily scrawled or is it finely written? It's kind of in between. Like you can tell that this person has fancy handwriting training, but they were scribbling it quickly. 
Uh, I will bring it over to my friends, and I will say, um, uh, Lothario, Chico, it's good to see both of you again. Would you be interested in some adventure? I sure would. Oh, absolutely. So um, I'm taking a drink of some uh, tea because I'm trying to be a little bit more fancy in the way I conduct myself. So as I'm drinking my hot tea, I'm like, oh, yes, please. Arrow, that would be fantastic. Uh, well, there there seems to have been this flyer on the job board. I don't know quite what to make of it. It mentions a horde, like a perhaps a, a horde of collectibles or a horde of gold. I'm not oh, sure. That's I, when I heard horde, I was thinking like a horde of avenging orcs or something equally terrifying. So that sounds a lot more appealing to find. Yes, I'm on board. Well, I guess it's open to interpretation, so who knows? Well, I believe it's spelled differently. So if it's H-O-A-R-D, that's a, a bunch of jewels and money and stuff like that. Where as opposed to H-O-R-D-E, that would be a group of miscreants. Well, maybe we might have to deal with both. Oh, Who yeah, knows? that's true. Maybe they don't know how to spell and they meant the, <laughs> the H-O-R-D-E one. Hmm. Well, I'm still in, but, you know, just, let's just be careful. Yep, same here. I'm ready to go on this adventure, looking for this horde, and maybe a horde hoarding a horde. I don't know. So it it doesn't give us any direction as as to like where we're supposed to go or anything. It just says I'm I've lost my horde. Correct. Did you all touch the piece of paper? I have not. I'm just listening to my friend Errol as he describes the situation to me. Mm, same here. Well, I most okay. definitely touched it for sure. Hey, Arrow, do you feel anything weird as you're holding that uh, mysterious paper in your hand? I, I don't know. Do you, <laughs> would you like to investigate it? <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes you can find clues to the personality of the originator of the, the message by examining how they write. So I will use a little bit of my training back when I was a librarian assistant and see what I can uh, divine. And so I'll go ahead and take the paper and look through the writing. Roll lasers. And I'll give you two dice because your background is a librarian. Okay, so I got a two and a three. Uh, just for the listeners, uh, so they know where I'm at. I'm all the way on the feeling side. I, got a, uh, I have a two uh, on the range, and I believe I have to roll below my number and so i did not accomplish that it but, looks like a very soft piece of paper <laughs> but wait you rolled a two right is no, that wait, yeah so does is it meet and if i meet it does that mean i succeed or oh, do i have to roll it underneath? means laser feelings it means laser feelings oh. mean you did great oh that's uh, uh, hey, listener, just so you know, it's my first time with this game. I have heard the previous episode where we did use lasers and feelings, but uh, I'm 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 a better learner as I experience. So, yay, laser feeling, I got it. So, what does that mean now? So that means on that sheet for lasers and feelings, there are some questions that you get to ask me because you. Can get this to pull up correctly. Oh, it says I get a special insight into what's going on, and I get to ask the GM a question, and they'll answer me honestly. 
So. Yes. I, I can't. There's such a panoply of questions that I could ask. This is very exciting. I'm going to say, who in the world wrote this message? Um, you can tell that it's someone of very high, high breeding, very rich, very well off. But the more interesting thing that you find after rolling laser feelings is that there seems to be some raised ridges running through this piece of paper. And if you investigate them further, you go on to notice that perhaps there's some kind of summoning circle. Well, I'm not uh, big on magic, but I do, I do recognize the kind of iconography that is associated with spells. And so I'll say, hey, y'all, I'm noticing this pattern on this paper. There is what appears to be summoning circle related uh, uh, shapes. And so I don't know how to use that. But if any of you do, perhaps we can use that to help us along in this adventure. Well, I sure have no idea about anything like that. But what about Errol? What about you? Um, in my experience, you're supposed to take the paper, put it on the ground, and then we hold hands in a circle around the paper, and then we should say some mystical words. Perhaps, uh, abracadabra. Errol will take the paper and place it on the ground and, uh, make everybody link hands, and then he'll say, abracadabra. By the way, out of character, you're just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> know Errol at this point, but well, yeah, he's he's a he's a cool character. He knows he knows how to get things going. Does does it, that means everybody's touched the paper, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Chica oh, would be holding onto it and feeling the magic circle. Yeah, we'll hold hands around it and say "Africadabra." <laughs> idiots in the There's a flash of light. And the world goes dark for a second, and you are standing in what looks to be the main holding room. And if we were on today's Earth, it would look like a poorly put together laser tag holding room. Um, There's peeling paint on the walls. It's vaguely stippled to look like old stone. Uh, But other than that, it is blank. There are two doors, one to the left of you and one to the front. That's Uh, neat. (laughs) So once Chico looks there and they all teleport there, he looks around and says, You did it, Errol! You know your stuff! I I told you guys, I know know my magic. I will be. uh, I'm going to echo what Chico said and be very impressed with Errol. It's like, Errol, I had no idea the depth of magic uh, knowledge there. The arcane intelligence that you have. Uh, I'm very impressed, and I don't... Do you know where we are, given that you are so magically inclined? Um, are there any uh, markings on these doors? or are there, how, how did you describe the room again? I'm, I'm sorry. It's a poorly... It, it re- is reminiscent of a poorly painted laser tag holding room. <laughs> uh, so there is... Peeling paint that is kind of stippled to look like stone. Um, the floor is very plain, maybe a little sticky. Who knows what's on there? And there are two doors in front of you that are plain, one that's straight ahead and one that is to your left in the corner of the room. But other than that, the room is blank. Is there like purple lighting and like neon paint? That's exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> 
There is some very, very dim lighting, but nothing is glowing. Okay. Okay. Um, well, the the rule I've always heard with the fire-breathing kittens is go left. I think that is in the instruction manual, so I will abide by that decision. Mm-hmm. Same here. Okay. Uh, you all head to the left, and you are greeted with a triangular room with a counter towards the side and shelves all the way around. And in these shelves are glowing, glowing fluorescent liquids with no labels. And on the counter... There is a big book that has the word orders stamped across it. As you all step in, the door slams shut behind you and locks. Oh, that's ominous. So there are shelves on the walls with um, containers of glowing liquid. And where's the counter with the... To your left. So you guys came into the, I'm going to say butt end, but the flat bottom part of the triangle... Mm-hmm. And the point to the left of you has the table with the book that is propped up, and there are shelving units all the way around, and they are black light fluorescent glowing liquids. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and walk up to the glowing liquids and kind of extend my arms of my shiny suit to see how the light plays and, uh, uh, you know, examine that my white puffy shirt is now uh, glowing in a very vibrant manner and then just kind of not dancing per se but moving in a way that is just admiring the the beauty of what's happening it definitely is glowing um even some of the shimmer on your suit seems to be glowing as well hey hey fellas look at this and i show them my suit and all its splendor that's that's really really nice really nifty let me take a look at that liquid as well so I can hold on to one of these containers without anything happening to me, right? Nothing. Correct. Yeah. As you move it further away from the shelf, like the glow goes away, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do anything to you just um, by holding it. I would like to take a look at this book that stamped orders and kind of see what I can glean from it as what all what's written in it aside from orders. Roll lasers. Okay, so my number is a three, so I'm rolling under. Would I be prepared for this? I guess Has not. Has your character done a lot with potions? No. So. Well, he is a part owner of Glissant Olive Oil. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> uh, let's just say one dice for now. Um, I rolled a six, so definitely not. As you open it up, you can kind of glean that there's just a big red stamp that says completed on most of the pages, but the finer details kind of escape you. Like there's a lot of technicality to what's written there for recipes and whatnot. But as do you you flip the book open on the table or do you pick it up? I would probably flip it open on the, how large is the book? It's like a large college textbook. So not quite too big to be picked up, but big enough to kill a man if he tried hard enough. <laughs> um, I think I would just flip through it on the on whatever surface. It's I don't think I would pick it up. Okay, so as you open it, a door slides open to your right, and in walks a well, somewhat tall to some of you, uh, human boy, and he is wearing 
what looks to be some foam armor, and he is looking not super excited to be there, and he says, Hail, great potion makers. I am here on a... And he, like, pauses, looks at his hand. A great quest, and I am in need of a potion. Uh, yeah, I can help you, sir. Uh, step right up. Uh, uh let, let me know, what, like, what kind of potion are you looking for here? You need, uh, something to make, uh, an individual fall in love with you? Or perhaps, uh, to heighten your senses? He kind of looks at his palm again and he goes, I am searching for the princess Mary... I'm searching for the prince. He like he can't read half of his handwriting on his hand. I am searching for a princess, and I must defeat a dragon. I would like to be able to sneak past. Uh, hey, uh, boy, uh, how you doing? My name is Lothario. What is your name? My name is Sir. And he kind of looks around, panicked, because he's like, and you get the feeling that he's like, they didn't train me for this, uh, <laughs> Sir. Bottom rock. You gotta write this down. Bottom rock. <laughs> yes, Sir Bottom Rock. That's my name. That's a pretty uh, cool name. Um, uh, Assistant Barrett, please bring over some of the uh, potion-based fluids for me, please. Uh, yeah, sure. Here's this one I grab. Uh, here you go. And I toss it over. <laughs> I will. I'm pretty uh, sure these are very easily like tossable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have in my possession some licorice and some sour cream and onion chips, and I'm just going to crush them up and put them in the water. <laughs> Does this have an opening top, or is it, like, sealed? Um, you can open it. So I'm just going to crush up the chips and, like, break up the licorice and throw it in there, put the lid back on and shake it up and hand it to him. <laughs> okay, uh, pick a number between 1 and 100. 54. Um, so he goes, thank you, great traveler. And he chugs it down with a grimace. He's like, oh, okay, (laughs) great. Um, and he goes, I wish I could leave this job. And there's a poof of smoke and he is chained to the wall with a contract pinned to his chest that says forever in servitude to the castle. What just happened? Did you do that, Errol? I, uh, yes, I totally intended to do that. Errol, why are you imprisoning <laughs> folks with your magic potions? I know you are the most magical among us, but this seems like this does not help us find a hoard at all. Uh, I have no idea what I got did, guys. I don't know anything about potions. <laughs> well, I... I was going to say, I don't know if the flavors of licorice and sour cream and onion match. That's not a complimentary combination. I think you, if you were on some kind of cooking show competition, you would be eliminated. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> does, this, does this contract have a signature or anything at the bottom? It says, it's signed Sir Bottom Rock, but underneath it says Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. Of... Uh, Sir Bottom Rock, who is Todd Haynes? The teen just kind of sighs and he goes, Me, dude, it's part of the experience that you paid for. I, this is the first time for this, though. 
wait a minute, paid for? We didn't pay anything. Where is that? Hey, uh, Lothario, didn't you have the that piece of paper? No, 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 it was Errol. Do we still have that paper? I think we left it in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall as we were holding hands around it and then traveled here. So I, I don't have it. Did it come with us or is it still? Nope. Oh. It did not come with you. Uh-oh. Well, I asked um, ask Todd Haynes, so what is this place anyway? We were told to look for a horde and we teleported here. We didn't pay anything. You got the invite, didn't you? Yeah. You're part of the party. Look, man, I get paid minimum wage. I just do my job. So, well, I, I was about to say, well, if we can find a horde, we can share some with you. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, you go find that horde. I'm going to go ahead and extend an arm and put my hand on Todd's shoulder and say, look, I've been in a lot of jobs that pay minimum wage, so I feel where you're at. Now, we want to help you move up in the world. You don't, I heard your wish. You don't want to be here. We don't want to be here. We just want to accomplish our adventure. Would you like to join us, perhaps, and help us accomplish that? And maybe, I don't know, we could throw some money your way. He points to the contract and he says, I'm actually not supposed to do anything outside my role. And look, I really, I'm just in this job because I saw this really, really cool video game and my parents cut me off. So I just need to work like two more days and I can quit. Uh, but you might want to keep moving. I'm going to turn back to Errol and Chico and say, y'all know what a video game is? I'm not familiar. Nope, never heard of him. And the teenager just kind of rolls his eyes and says, okay, that's okay. That Okay, you guys must be those <laughs> hardcore guys. I mean, ye old theater show. Oh. That's Lothario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want a show. I mean, I could, I could come up with something. Uh, <laughs> he's just kind of staring at you and the door opens again and another similarly dressed teenager comes in and says sir bottom rock and you can get the feeling that he's for sure making fun of this other teenager i see you have failed to get a potion perhaps they can help me sir mix a lot <laughs> Man, that is a cool name, too. Y'all come up with some cool names. He, and the one that just walked in, he takes a bow and he says, Well, of course my name is Grand. I am going to save the princess before my brother does. Sir, mix a lot. Uh, I think I've heard... Are you a baker, perhaps? In another life? You make buttermilk I... biscuits? <laughs> Also, sometimes mixed music styles. And I'm hireable for parties. Um, Lothario, this guy sounds like someone you'd be interested in hiring. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about getting my music mixed with other music, but I am open to that possibility. Is, is this door that they walked through, is it still open? No, it's like shut behind them. If it opens again, 
I, I would like to prepare to leap through the passageway. Okay. Uh, and Sir Mix-a-Lot looks at you all and says, I need a potion to attack the dragon because I am much stronger than my brother. And also, I always give out free samples of my music. So he starts beatboxing and he just goes like, boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. And hey, y'all, this is a country song. And it's like terrible. It's awful. It is middle school level cramming together of beatboxing and a weird country song about itself uh, as he's waiting for you guys to get his potion order figured out. Um, um, Lothario, I don't know too much about music, but uh, is it normal to, like, feel pain? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been on stage plenty of times, and my fans, I can see it in their faces. They, like, the face you're making right now is the face they make when I'm on stage, so I think this is normal. Okay. This, I'm just making sure there wasn't something wrong with me. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not a style. I ascribe to we'll say but he's i think he's giving it his best sir mix a lot uh i appreciate what you're doing for us right now but we are on a urgent mission so if you can um how do you say stop uh <laughs> with the music and you can help <laughs> us get along trying to get with this horde are you familiar with horde h-o-a-r-d Referring to a copious amount of treasure? Well, duh, it's the prize at the end. Did did the person who invited you, like, did you not get the whole briefing? Let's assume we did not. So, uh, my companions right here and, and myself, we're going to sit down, and you're going to explain to us what in the world is going on. Ah, okay, so uh, Bobby Joe was definitely not where he was supposed to be, and... S- Sir Bottom rocks on the wall, just like sighs this long suffering sigh. And you you just hear him go under his breath. Why would you make him start? And Sir Mix-a-Lot pulls himself up to his full height and he says, Welcome to Poppy's Fantasyland Puzzle Mania. You intrepid adventurers are here to solve the puzzles of the dangerous dungeon, and at the end, the hoard of riches awaits you. But be careful, you are not the only team that is allowed in at the same time, so you can either make friends or mortal enemies. Just remember to have fun. That was very well put together, and you did a fantastic job. I got all that. So this is like a this is like a whole game thing. Okay, this is nice. I like this. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. I'm not. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Errol. I I was just gonna say I'm so out of my depth right now. I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> well, I think any fear of a rampaging horde H O R D E has been eliminated in my mind. So I feel a lot more at ease, and uh, this should be a lot more fun than. Uh, typical adventures where life and limb are at risk. Uh, you mentioned uh, Bobby Joe, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Who is Bobby Joe? Well, Bobby Joe's the guy that gives you the briefing in the first room. He's supposed to, like, tell you the rules and stuff. You know, like, don't climb things that say don't climb them. Don't rip things off the wall. 
don't, you know, punch each other, though, honestly, as long as you're not going to sue us, we don't really care. Uh, you know, the, the intro man that gives the full intro. Well, I'm very pleased that he was not here to tell us not to climb on stuff and not to rip stuff down and not to punch stuff because we all three of us are very good at those three things. So as we proceed, we'll just, you know, go about our business and try to find that hoard. And, you know, I appreciate you extending more context to what we ought to do. Thanks. Thanks for the info. Um, I do have a potion for you, although... Drink at your own risk, because I don't think I mixed it correctly. Is it the same one that you gave Sir Bottom Rocks? Yeah. He calls out from the wall. He goes, uh, yeah, I would make them make a mi- new one. <laughs> and so Sir Mixalot says, thank you, kind sir. Can I have a different potion? Because my goals are different from Sir Bottom Rocks. Um, I, sure, they're over there. <laughs> I cannot touch them. You must mix them for me. You and your companions. Wait, why do we have to touch them? But you can't if we're all part of the same thing. I, I'm confused. I think Sir Mix-a-Lot works for the for the Fantasyland puzzle. And we're supposed to mix him a potion to pass to the next room, perhaps. Yeah, I see it as a challenge. As if we are worthy or not to proceed. Ah, okay. I see how that works. What, All what right. Are the, what are the different po- the three different liquids? Because there were three containers. There's containers all over. They just all don't have labels, and they're glowing different neon colors. Ooh, okay. Um, is Sir Mixalot wearing a uniform or any like a color, a specific color or something? In fact, he is. On his chest plate is light blue, purple, and orange. Uh, I will try and gather those fluids together and mix them into one container. Okay, awesome. That's pretty easy. Um, You can roll... Are you... So there's different color, like different varying shades. Are you picking them with scientific, like trying to match them, or are you just going by your gut? I would be going by my gut. Okay, roll feelings for me. Six. That's about, that's good, right? Because I got a three, so it's over. Yes. Okay. You want to roll over. So you do ha- find the exact shades that you want, and as you mix them, you hand them to Sir Mixalot, and he says, cheers, great adventurer, and he swallows it down, and there is a flash of light, and standing before you is now Sir Mixalot with four arms. <laughs> Okay. And he flexes those arms and he kind of like does the bro fist to hand thing with both of them and goes, this'll work and exits the door and the door is open for you guys to go through now. I I am a potion maker. Well, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> wow. that's And I'm guessing Sir Bottom Rock is still hanging there? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Sir Bottom Rock, or, uh, I, I should say, Todd, uh, how long are you going to be hanging there? Eh, they'll come get me eventually. Honestly, this might also count as my ten minute break, so, oh well. You want something to eat while you wait? Eh, I'll be fine. All they'll right. get me eventually. Alrighty then. And <laughs> she cuts his makes his way through the door. Yep, I'll follow. I will follow also. Awesome. As you walk through the door, you find yourself in a bakery 
ice cream shop type setup. So there's a counter in front of you, um, and it has one of those half glass windows, and it has the bottom where the ice cream sits. And there's barrels and barrels of ingredients against the walls, and there's a couple different tables. And there is a door um, to the right-hand side. It's a square build, square room. Uh, but if you were to try the door, it'd be locked, and the door behind you slams shuts and locks as well. Mm-hmm. I guess they're afraid of flies and stuff coming in, so they want those auto doors. So, you know, you don't want to be all disturbed with insects and all kinds of rodentia. So I understand. Are these barrels labeled with different flavors or? Um, yes. So some of them are labeled like flour, sugar. Some of them are labeled, a couple of them are labeled butter. Some of them are labeled cherry, apple, strawberry. Um, there is a freezer on that counter that has actual ice cream in it. Is it already served, like, in a bowl, or is it in a carton? It's in those big, I don't think they're called drums, but the big round containers like that a tub. they lift in and out. Yeah, a tub. Can we identify which flavors are on uh, being presented to us in these drums? Yeah, they're clearly labeled uh, mint chip, surprisingly sour cream and onion. <laughs> Some Cherry Cherry Garcia, some chocolate chip, some plain vanilla. Well, uh, do I see a scooper anywhere around in this room? Yeah, there's one hanging on the wall. And there's waffle cones, plain cones, bowls. Oh, man. I assume this is part of the (laughs) whole experience. So I'm going to go ahead and grab a waffle cone, the scooper, and go for the mint chip. uh, Two scoops, mint chip, one scoop, Cherry Cherry Garcia. Awesome. For me, for Chico, Chico's gonna hold out ice cream cone. Uh, may may or may I get some? Or do you? <laughs> what no, I no Chico, for? you Would just you, go ahead. You, let me know. I'll serve you. See if you ask. Why, that's what I try to. That's why he's trying to ask. Don't <laughs> ask because if they say no, we're out of ice cream. But you just grab the ice cream and we're good. I want one scoop mint chocolate chip, one that cherry, uh, double cherry Garcia, whatever you call, it, and then uh, chocolate chip. On top. Yes, sir. And I'm scooping, you know. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Three scoops. There you are, my man. Chico's enjoying that. Thank you very much. I'm going to... What? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I don't trust this ice cream. I'm going to look around the room for any other clues as to what's going on in this room. Is there anything else in the room? Aside from the uh, ice cream accoutrement? No. Just looks like a plain room with ingredients and a cute little... Like mom and pop shop. As Chico's eating, chowing down, he kind of looks around and says, well, I'm pretty sure someone's supposed to come in and we serve them ice cream, right? Is that what's going to happen? Because we had to serve potions in the last room, now there's ice cream, so. Uh, and we that, serve ice cream. That's what I was thinking, but. No one's come through. <laughs> so. So as I'm chewing on my, uh, the ice cream. I, well, lick, chew. It's, it's kind of back and forth. So I'm consuming my ice cream. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm looking around for two things. One, do they have uh, any, do I notice any movement like from within the bags labeled flour, sugar, etc.? Is there any movement at all in the room besides the three of us? And two, is there any chocolate syrup I could pour on top of this ice cream? Because, I mean, it is delectable as it is, but it could be enhanced just a little bit more. 
There is some chocolate syrup kind of tucked to the side of the ice cream. Um, and there is no movement. Well, I, I'll go ahead and put some chocolate on my ice cream then. Chica's looking around at the colors on the walls. Are there any, like, paintings or diagrams or pictures or anything on the walls other than just the wall color? It's it's mom and pop shoppy, so there's cute little, like, kitschy 50s baseball decor and uh, little signs, like a little kitten hanging on a poster that says, hang in there. <laughs> yes. uh, and there's a cute little mascot <laughs> painted on the wall of an ice cream cone and a baseball bat. Um, and as you're kind of staring at those walls, the door does open and coming in from the potion room that you guys were just in is a rather tall trench coat that seems to be kind of lumpy. And you are staring into the face of a bird man. Um, he has the head of a raven. And when he sees you all, he says, oh, hello there. Uh, are you guys workers or are you guys like actual adventurers? We're actual adventurers. And he goes, oh, thank God. And he says, hey, Bert, Sally, we're okay. And he opens the trench coat and it's a stack of three kobolds. <laughs> Wait, where's the, where'd the raven head come from? It's a raven kobold because uh, I don't follow rules. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm glad y'all are here. I don't know if you've had any of this ice cream, but I will say it's delicious. So can I serve you? Any ice cream. Oh, that would be, that would be so good. We are so tired. Did you know those potions in there can make you breathe fire? Because we did not know that, and apparently they can. I did not know that. Do you happen to have any of that potion left on you? Because I've always wanted to do that. Uh, no, but, um, it, the, the color combination, if you happen to go back there, I'm not quite sure what's going on. We just, there was a piece of paper, and we all touched it, and then we, we ended up here... Uh, but the, the color combo was like red, yellow, and orange, and they were like the brightest glowing ones there. So if, if we hit more potions, the the man that was in there was super nice. I'm His name was Sir Bottom Rock, such a interesting teenager. Oh, we, we talked to him earlier. Yeah, he's and his friend is like not very good at music. He is good at presenting, so I don't know if you talked to him. His name was Sir Mixalot. Oh, we didn't meet a Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, might have been because we kind of burnt a lot of the potions down, so <laughs> they just let us through. Uh, but I would like some... Oh, where are my manners? My name's Sam, uh, and I am the head of our little group, and he kind of chitter-chatter laughs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and he goes, but I would be... I would love some mint chocolate chip ice cream. Oh, do you want a waffle cone, a regular cone, or in a, like in a, I don't, do I see bowls or anything like that, or? Yeah, there's bowls. Or, or a bowl. Oh, uh, bowl, please. Okay, so uh, I'll go ahead and scoop him two scoops, because I think that's a reasonable amount for a kobold. He is a little bit on the smaller side. And so I put it in the bowl, and I hand it to him and say, there you go, my man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, And then... Uh, the one that was underneath him comes up and says, oh, I'm Bert, and I'd really like some, uh, is that sour cream and onion? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I, that, is a, that is a bold choice. Uh, I'll go ahead and scoop that for you. And I, I go ahead, I'm going to rinse the scoop because I don't want to cross-contaminate flavors. And so 
I scooped two scoops of sour cream and onion uh, in a bowl, I assume, as well. Yes, please. Okay, in a bowl. And then I handed to him and say, by the way, my name's Lothario. This is my man Chico over here, the rabbit man, and then Arrow over there. So, uh, ple- pleased to meet your acquaintance. Oh, nice to meet you. So, like, how did you guys get roped into this? We touched a magic paper, held hands at Abracadabra, and poof, we were here. Oh, uh, okay, so nobody knows what's going on then. Uh, was yours, did yours have a name on it? No, it was, it was literally just said, help me find my horde, and the, the, no other details. You know, looking back on this, we probably should have asked a lot more questions around the guild hall about the, uh, if this was a verified thing, or maybe a, a trap, or, you know, maybe ask one of the more experienced adventurers in our group. Well, we just started our guild. We're down, we only have one office, uh, and it's very tiny, and this showed up, so I, I don't know what's going on. And the smallest kobold that was on the bottom, she comes up and she goes, Can I have Cherry Garcia, please? Oh, yes, and what is your name, baby? Uh, my name's Sam, Sally. Sam's my brother. I'm Sally. Coming right up. Hey, you mentioned you just started a guild. What's the name of your guild? They kind of point to the trench coat, and Sally goes, Three kobolds in a trench coat guild? <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Y'all, y'all related? Uh, yeah, this is my two brothers and me. We were all hatchmates. I, oh, I, I approve of the trench coat gag. Me and uh, Chico snuck into a rabbit burrow wearing a trench coat <laughs> one time. <laughs> it does remind me of that. Yeah, it did, yeah. Uh, but I was wondering, are you guys from the same place as we are? Uh, y- y'all starting a guild at Guasso? Uh, yeah, um, that's, but it's weird here, right? Like, the, they're weird here. Like, he said something about video games? Yeah, what in the world what? is that? Nobody knows. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, GM, I, I have a question. You, you mm-hmm. said there were... There were multiple flavors of ice cream. There was mint chocolate chip, chocolate chip, sour cream and onion flavored, and were there what were the other flavors? Is that all of them? Like vanilla and chocolate. Oh, and cherry. Oh, and cherry, cherry Garcia. Yep. Uh, the sour cream and onion one, I will. I will take a scoop of that and try it. Mm, there, you're a braver man than me. I'll go <laughs> ahead and scoop you out a scoop. How how is it? It just tastes like sour cream and onion chips, just without the crunch. Probably actually really, Chico's like, hmm, he starts salivating a bit. Sour cream and onion, that flavoring for potato chips, but in the form of ice cream, nice and creamy. Kind of goes with that cream. Might be an interesting, t- he takes one of those little taste testing spoons, I'm sure you sure they got those. <laughs> and I kind of nibble at it, and I'm like, not bad. I mean, it's good, but I wouldn't have a like a, a bowl of it. But it's not bad, you know. No, I, I have a very uh, strict policy of ice cream flavors, and they are either chocolate, vanilla, or fruit. And um, this is sour cream and onion does not fall in that category. So I refuse to have any of that flavor. But I don't you judge least... you. Hmm. Do any of these but... containers have labels on them, or are they just blank? Like they're just labeled with the flavors there's no like uh manufacturer information or nope just plain like if walmart brand could make a escape room laser <laughs> tag room it's like the great value brand hmm. 
I'm going to go ahead and knock on that other door on the other side of the room while enjoying my ice cream. As you do that, the door to the oven explodes and out comes a pile of butter. Except for it's not acting quite like butter because you'd expect it to be melted for being in an oven. And it starts kind of oozing around in corners. And you hear Sally call out, it's, I can't believe it's not butter ooze. <laughs> I can't believe it either. So, what do we do? So the door he knocked on, that was an oven door? Is is that what happened? Did you say other door or oven door? Uh, other. Oh. Sorry. I didn't mean, to, I didn't think knocking on an oven door would have yielded anything. But we'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and play along. I knocked on the oven door because that's just my style. <laughs> I was wondering, but you know, uh, yeah. So you knock on the oven door uh, and out comes a butter ooze. What do you do? Is I'm, it attacking us or is it just crawling around? It's slowly, very, very slowly headed towards all of you. Well, my go-to is... Uh, excuse me, welcome to this ice cream room. What kind of ice cream can I get you? It opens, it doesn't quite have a mouth, but it kind of pulls open a hole and it roars in your face. I would like to take, hmm, I, guys, this, this butner seems a little threatening. So as it roars at me after, I, I mean, I think I was pretty polite with that question. So as it roars, I kind of jump. And drop my ice cream, and it falls into the hole from which the roll came. And it is now enjoying my chocolate-covered mint chocolate chip combo with Cherry Cherry Garcia ice cream and a waffle cone. And so hopefully that will pacify whatever is, uh, I, I mean, maybe it's hangry. I don't know. It, as you watch the ice cream get absorbed and your cone get absorbed into the butter, it kind of whips its head around and it sees everybody that has them and it starts heading towards um, one of the coal. It starts heading towards Bert, um, the brother coal, kobold. Uh, that was the top. And it's headed for his ice cream. Oh, man, don't go after his ice cream. Go after mine. I threw my ice cream at his, in his <laughs> mouth. It's like, no, save his ice cream. Uh, it, uh, roll lasers. This is for, for throwing into... Yeah. Yeah. I rolled a three. Yep, I made it. have to roll under. My number is four because I'm a little... I'm kind of... I I'm, I'm have a little bit of feelings, but I'm more, more lasers than feelings, so I chose four. So I have to roll under for lasers, and I rolled under. So I just chucked the ice cream. It's got, it's got it's that waffle cone, so it's got that nice cone shape at the bottom, and it's about the shape of a carrot, so he just... You know, while it's still staying holding together because it's nice and cold, he just chucks, like, throws it like one of his care shurikens <laughs> or care kunai he is into a, the mouth of that butter. He is a dispassionate ninja, so this is no problem for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Throws it right into his mouth. There. Eat on that. Quick, Bert, eat your ice cream. <laughs> Bert starts shoveling and packing his ice cream quicker <laughs> as the butter sits there and absorbs the ice cream. And once he finishes, Bert like drops his bowl because it's empty, and the butter is now headed towards the butter is now headed towards Errol. Um, I would like to 
so my foster mother, Rowena, she likes to make uh, baked goods and often sells them. So, And I know that there were fl- sacks of flour and, and sugar, I believe. So Errol, seeing the flour, is going to slice a bag open with his rapier and attempt to, like, throw it at the monster in order to, like, thicken it and hopefully slow it down, perhaps? Okay. <laughs> is this a desperate act? Like, are you just acting on instinct, or is he doing this on purpose? Um, I mean, I'm... I'm thinking on my feet. I imagine you I'm were not... trained as a child when your foster yeah. mother was saying, look, when this happens, when your bacon is a little bit thin, you want to add some flour or, you know, starch and kind of thicken it up. So I'm sure all those instincts are just c- coming to play. So you can roll lasers and I'll let you roll with two dice because you're trained in the art of baking. <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay, so I got a five and a one, so that's one success. If this is this is feelings, right? Yes, it can be feelings or lasers. You can make the case for either or. I think you should so, go feelings. One success, so it's one success either way, really. So, yeah, um, you managed to get the flour on the butter, but it's just a coating so as it's moving around it's slowly slowing down but it's still reaching for your ice cream i will gobble up my ice cream real quick <laughs> and then i guess i'll just stare i have no idea what else to do i now, so oh go ahead chico i was about to say now chico doesn't know too much about cooking but he does know ingredients from the farm and how things are made he, he most most other people do the cooking around he does most of the farming but he does know that ingredients make a cake or ice cream or whatever other kind of treats. So he sees that you threw flour on it, and he's looking at the other ingredients like the sugar. Let me try that with the sugar. He's going to run over to the sugar and then throw it at the butter creature as well. Um, lasers, and I'll okay. give you two. Oh, it's like, give me one extra to roll to, is what you yeah. mean? Okay. Yep. Roll that. Okay, I roll a six, which is over, and then I roll a four, which hits my laser feelings. Oh, it's the laser feelings. Okay. Not only do you hit this butter with the sugar, you hit it with the perfect amount of sugar. (laughs) And in the background, you hear Sally go, hey, we actually did have some, we actually did have some of that potion left. My brother lied to you. Hit it. And a duck. Do you all duck? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. There's a burst of flame, and after the bright flame fades, standing in front of you is a cake. <laughs> and it's not moving anymore. You've beat the butter all trap. All right. We did it, guys. We made a cake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not coming after us, I don't think. How large of a cake are we talking? It's like four or five feet tall oh my goodness this one of them like them big wedding cakes wow i wonder what flavor it ended up being i refuse to check because this thing is terrifying (laughs) but perhaps we can uh i would like to attempt to put it on some kind of is there any kind of dolly or surface with wheels i'd like to transport this cake along with us because this seems like a good bargaining chip there is like a silver stainless steel rolling cart that you could for sure put it on if you wanted that is what i do yes 
okay, now you have a cake. And then... Um, With feelings, I was going to ask, how do we get out of this room if oh, this didn't question, do it? Yes. I was going to say, Chico... Um, if you want to hold your question for the next room, I'll allow you. Okay. Um, because with the, your new cake, the door slides open. Hooray. All right. It's a piece of cake to bake a cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm glad. That was good teamwork, y'all. Uh, and the three kobolds kind of like high five each other and go, yeah, that was great. Y'all want some cake? I'm going to get a piece. I think well, I'm sorry, I'll taste that stuff for you. I'll do the, uh, what, what do you call it, tasting for the poison. poison. Well, yeah, I'll do that. I got, anyway, it, life's short. <laughs> I just get one of the cake cutters and get out a piece and then eat it. I'm okay. The, just... the sour cream and onion kind of ruined my appetite. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake, my man. <laughs> well, if you just have a little bit of taste, I mean, it's it's a sensation. I mean, I wouldn't eat a scoop of it, but it was nice to try. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's not... No, I, no, I don't like it either. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of which. Oh, uh, while you're tasting the cake, I'm going to replenish my cone that I dropped inside this butter monster. So waffle cone, two scoops, mint chip with a cherry cherry garcia on top, a little bit of chocolate. And then I'm watching Chico try the cake to see if he gets eaten or anything like that. Mm. Do you have any idea what this flavor cake is? Or is it sort of like a mix of everything we were throwing at it? Like, the flavors of ice cream as well, because I don't yeah, think so there was any sour cream and onion. As you cut think. into it, it is interesting colors. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like a marbled Marble, color yeah. from all the stuff you threw in. But it mostly tastes like butter with hints of other flavors. Mm. It's mainly butter flavored. It has, it has a marbleized texture with all those other flavors we put in it. It's pretty good. It's not the best. I mean, it's butter flavor. You like butter? I do like butter. That sounds pretty delightful to me, but I'll um, still refrain, though. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much other stuff there's going to be to eat around here. Seems every room we've gone to, there's something to eat or drink or something, so I'll save my appetite. Y'all want some? Ask the three kobolds in the trench coat. Uh, they go and find bowls, and they're like, yes, please. Ooh, cake and ice cream combination. You should try it. Uh, and they go and they get some like vanilla ice cream and everybody's having a grand old party. And with that, we're going to take our break. We've been joined today by Lothario. Well, I'm having a great time. I don't know about you. Dessert and uh, yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. I'm glad I chose to go with these fellas. Errol. I have no idea what's behind that next door. This is very exciting. And Chico Barrett. This has been so much fun going around eating all these sweets. Reminds me of reminds me of home. Reminds me of getting you know just having a good old party. And unlike Arrow, I did know what's going to be behind that door, <laughs> or at least how to get to the next room. So, yep. Yes. Sir. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Today's mid episode shout out is from Outlandishness OK two four five two, who says, "Quote." Right, right, and, uh, well, those are spelled different. Hold on. So W-R-I-T-E is the first one. R-I-G-H-T is the second one. So write, write, and space journal will help your primary age kids write and space correctly. There are features to remind your child to capitalize at the beginning of a sentence, punctuate, and proofread. This journal is a good aid for those with learning disabilities and fine motor skill issues. You can also use it to align math problems. Sold on Amazon. End quote. If you would like to arrange for us to read your shout out at fire, you can do that at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with Buy Me a Coffee. 
or maybe you'd like a book to read or an audiobook to listen to, check Fire Breathing Kittens out on Audible or Amazon. And lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so we can only grow if you tell somebody about our show. Word of mouth. That's it. Thank you. Awesome. Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens episode. Today we are joined by Chico Barrett. Well, hi there. Nice to see you again. And Lothario. Well, I have to say, I am enjoying my ice cream very much. And Errol. Uh, didn't think I'd be baking today. And I think Errol has a review for us. Yes, I do. Um, Sophima94 writes, Enjoying every new episode. My favorite character is Chico the Rabbit. I really enjoy his hijinks. Thanks for making my drive to work fun. If you would like to hear your review read on air, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Chico, you're famous. Yeah, that's nice to hear. Yep. So where we left off, we had three kobolds in a trench coat, a cake, and an open door that you all were heading towards. As you step through this open door, you come into... Well, it's parading as an ornate room, but it's mostly cheap gold paint and that same cheap stippling that you've seen out throughout the whole thing. And in the middle, there is a dais that has what looks like a globe holder, but in the middle is just a green stone. Uh, does it? Is it a translucent type of stone or? No, it's definitely opaque. But it looks, it doesn't quite look right. I will step up and look, perhaps touch the stone and see, does it have a particular texture? It feels like rubber. And paint, a few flecks of green paint peel off as you poke it. So Mm. for our listeners at home, it's a giant rubber bouncy ball that they've painted to look like an emerald. (laughs) Um, is there like an inscription? You, is the stand, what material is the stand made of? The stand is painted in that same cheap gold paint, and it looks like they repurposed a large globe holder and just took the globe part out and stuck a bouncy ball in. Oh. And the rest of the room is nondescript? There's no, is there any other, aside from the cheap paint on the walls? Um, there do seem to be like outlines of human faces that are facing away from each other around the room. Uh, And of course, that gold kind of accent shiny is over the room as well, but still very cheap, very tacky. You said the human faces were facing away from each other? Yes, so like back to back. And they're silhouettes. And is there one set on each wall aside from where the doors are? Yes. I would like to more closely examine these golden faces, because I... (laughs) I don't mean to brag, but I have come into a lot of money recently uh, from a couple episodes back when we got that golden spaceship. Anyway, I know what gold looks like, and I want to see if, uh, like, verify that what I'm seeing that is golden is actually gold for myself. Uh, roll lasers for me. Oh, no. That's what I'm uh, not very good at that. We'll see what we do. Can I roll two since I'm an expert in what gold actually looks like? Yes, you can. Well, that didn't help at all. So I got a five and a six. And my number's two. So it had to be below my number. It was not. So 
fail. Uh, so you go and you look at the faces and you can't, like, you're, there's an inkling that it's paint, but you can't really tell if it's paint or if it's, like, gold leaf. But what you do notice is that every, so there's three of them on the three walls except for the door you came in. Um, they seem to sw- switch orders. So, like, on the first wall, there's a man and a woman. On the next wall, it's a woman and a man. And then on the third wall, it's a man and a woman. It was a man and a woman, and then what were the other two? And then a woman and a man. It's the same two silhouettes. They just flip-flop mm. each wall. And then you said a third one was a man and a man? Man and a woman. Oh, okay. So, got it. Um, This ball, does it... Sp- spin freely if i try to rotate it or does it is it like stuck it spins if you try to spin it it spins how large of a ball would you say that it is because you said it's replacing a globe in a fixture so i imagine that's rather large yeah it's um if you've seen giant floor globes they are trying to think of an equivalent to a floor globe um (laughs) But they like a t- like a standard tire circumference size bouncy ball. So That's- like a concert beach ball, like the yeah. big ones that you throw around. Okay. Yes. Now you're speaking my language. Is this the horde arrow that looks like a giant gemstone? I don't think so. It it looks as if it's trying to mimic a scrying type of device. I'm not sure how familiar you are with magical items, but I have a I, little experience. Well, I know. You are an expert. You are a resident expert. Uh, I don't know very much. I have heard of scrying. It's like knowing where somebody is just because you got a piece of their hair or something like that. Uh, GM, I will uh, put place my hands over the orb, and I will wave them in a mystical manner, and I will say, Abracadabra, show me the horde. It just kind of spins in place. It's a little squeaky. Could use some WD-40, you know. So I don't see anything. Nope. It's mm-hmm. not working. I think it's broken. Man, that figures. We, we, we go on a quest, and we find a broken magical item. <laughs> At least we got this giant cake. So if we miss out on the hold, we still have this. And I'm pushing the cart around the room. Chico is looking at the face inscriptions, and he looks back to the door. Are the three kobolds in a trench coat with us? Yep, um, except for they haven't put their trench coat back on. They're just it's folded mm-hmm. up, and they're just following behind. I, Chico speaks up. Oh, hey, uh, Sam and Sally, could you come here for a second? I got an idea. Uh, sure, and they come over. I, I point the one to walls where it's got the, the silhouette of a man and a woman. Back to back and say, why don't you guys stand back to back against that wall with the two silhouettes are? Or you see the man there and the woman there. But Sam, you stand under the man's silhouette. Sally, you stand under the woman's silhouette. Stand back to back and we'll see what happens with that wall. Uh, okay. Uh, and they put their, uh, they toss the trench coat to Bert and they stand back to back. And they go like, like this? I think is, does anything happen? Nothing happens. Nothing happens? Never mind. I'm sorry. No, your, your guess that was good. Something. Hmm. I wonder what all that means. What if we all stand in front of one of the silhouettes? 
Yeah, let's try that. Maybe it doesn't have to be a man or a woman. It could just be anyone. There's six of us and there's six silhouettes, so. Yeah, let's try that. Okay, Errol, me and you come over here. Uh, Sally and Sam, you go over there. And um, Bert and Lothario, you go to that far wall. Okay. Staying back to back. So we'll try that. Uh, So we're standing back to back up underneath the silhouettes. uh, Bert kind of tucks the trench coat underneath on the bottom rack of the cake thing and says, uh, can I leave this here, please? Yeah, that's cool. Just don't mess up the cake. Okay, um, and you all stand back to back and nothing happens. I say abracadabra. And nothing happens. Oh, I know what to do. I've seen many plays where there's like a sleeping princess and, uh, I will, uh, find it incumbent upon myself to break the spell. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to each Lady's silhouette and kiss them gently <laughs> on their silhouette lips. Going uh, counterclockwise, like from left to right. Hmm, I don't think that's sanitary, but I don't know what that means. So you go ahead and do that. <laughs> that's one of them big words. Roll feelings, and I'll let you roll with two dice. <laughs> oh, this this is my specialty, y'all. <laughs> Okay, I got a one and a five, so it has to exceed the number, so I did pass. Um, as you kiss each female silhouette, you get to the third one, and a chunk of paint falls off into your mouth, so you now know they're not real gold. Well, hold on, hold on. I don't, hey, maybe I wasn't clear. This ain't no, uh, nasty kiss, you know what I'm saying? I, my mouth is not wide open for paint to fall in. This is a gentle gentlemanly kiss like a sweet peck upon each silhouette as you know uh, like a gentleman would do so you still get some like paint peeling off um so you do now know that they're not solid gold it is definitely just shiny gold paint okay uh, that's peeling off cheap gold paint uh, as is our theme i will relay that to my compatriots and say hey <laughs> uh this is some cheap gold paint and i i <laughs> <laughs> kind of to the side get try to get the flakes off my lips <laughs> the, oh did anything mm. happen though be, beyond paint getting on my mouth nope mm. well i'm flummoxed. Man, this is man this is frustrating can we just take this uh uh this ball here this sphere this sphere take this out of here and chica tries to pull it out is it a, are we able to get it out as of here? you touch the sphere you suddenly find yourself where Errol was standing. And Errol, you suddenly find yourself next to the ball, except for you now have ears and a tail and giant feet. And uh, Chico, you're now not a rabbit anymore. You have switched bodies. Uh-oh. Now, hold on. Just wait. Uh-oh, wait. Oh, I'm over there, but I'm over here. Guys, I'm, I'm over there, and who over there is? Where's Lothario? What, I'm really, what are y'all oh, talking about? You? I'm, I'm really itchy right all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I just start hopping. Just, man. Chico, you, you got some jumps. I, I guess I do. I look at who are you? the body of Chico, Wait and I minute. say, why are you talking in the third person, Chico? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I think we pulled a... A freaky February. <laughs> mm. Well, I don't know what that means, but 
I'm looking at my hands. I'm looking at my outfit. I'm like, oh, I look pretty dapper. So there I'm was, looking like Errol here. There and, was a play I saw once of a, of a mother and a son who swapped bodies. I recall that play. And uh, the lore, I believe, emanated from an actual swapping of minds and bodies. And are you saying, and I'm pointing at Errol, you are Chico? Are you so, pointing uh, at yeah, Errol's yeah. body? Errol's <laughs> body, sorry. <laughs> I should have been clear. Yeah, I'm Chico, but I'm not Chico now. Huh. When did this happen? I saw y'all touching the ball. Did you say anything I... weird or... No, I Who touched said, the ball first, and then Chico went behind me and touched the ball, and then we swapped. Well, go back and touch the ball again, so maybe you'll get restored. I will touch the ball first. Yep, and I'll touch it second. You switch back. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank goodness, yeah. Okay, so how does this play into the puzzle? And a light bulb clicks on over one of the pairs of heads. Oh... Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So now, Sam and Sally, you try it. It's very weird. Well, I don't know if you want to try it. I'm pretty sure it won't be as weird because you two are siblings. Uh, true. So they go over and they touch it. And they kind of jump and ruffle feathers. And they kind of look at each other and go, Yeah, no, this is weird. And then they touch it again and they swap back. (laughs) And another light turns on. Well, they go back to Lotharium Burt now. I'm pretty sure two of the silhouettes... Shined up as well. Okay. Seeing as how uh, it appears to be reversible, I have no issue with this. So I go ahead and touch the ball. And Bert touches it behind you, and you are all of a sudden a very short bird man. Oh. I look up at my body and go, that is a nice outfit. I did a good job dressing myself for to impress. And so I kind of I take a beat to admire how I'm dressed. And then I touch the ball. And Bert touches it again because it's like, I feel too tall. And you switch back <laughs> and the last light lights up and the door slides open. That was it. Good job, everyone. Uh, should we try to take this ball and put it on the cart with the cake? Because this seems like a powerful, uh, magical implement that could be used for something useful. A voice booms from the corner. Not booms. It's very tired. And it goes, don't. Take the prop, please. It comes out of my paycheck. Oh. And it's Sir Bottom Rock. <laughs> I recognize that minimum wage voice. I will refrain from taking that ball then. How can he tell if a voice sounds minimum wage? Well, he told guess, us. He told us in the first room he was a minimum wage guess, guy. And I guess the defeated sigh of a teenager is very <laughs> reminiscent of a... Yeah, I could, I could kind of feel the inflection. Okay, let's go. <laughs> awesome. As you all go through the next door, you walk into chaos. There are three people in front of you dressed in jester's outfits, essentially. They're brightly colored. They don't have the hats on with bells, um, but they're very... They have stripes, and these three people are flipping around, and they are avoiding... What looks to be a rampaging black knight in the middle of the room who's holding a sword. Wait, is the knight just standing there or is he? No, he's chasing them. Oh, he's chasing them? Okay. Oh my gosh, we gotta save them, uh, them colorful fellers. And one of them, as he bounces and flips past, says, Uh, yeah, if you can figure this out, that 
that'd be great. Uh, there's there's a riddle over there. Um, and he dodges as the sword comes down right where he was standing. He says, uh, we we haven't had much luck. I I like riddles. I'm going to go take a look at the riddle. Okay. The riddle says, and it's on the bottom of a pedestal. And you can see from some dust that two footprints were on the pedestal. So you can make the assumption that the knight was standing there. And it says, bring me the greatest weapon. And all around the room lying on the floor, there are a bunch of different weapons as well as some gold-colored coins scattered about. So just all kinds of different weapons? Yep, so like bows, arrows, swords, crossbows, long swords, short swords. Um, There's a whip in one corner. There's a mace. Chico, I believe they're talking about you. I mean, you are the embodiment of the perfect weapon. So... If we bring them you, I mean, we're not going to give you to them. But, oh, shucks. You know, just show up and say, I am he who is the perfect weapon. And then I think we'll resolve this issue post haste. I don't think they mean like that. I mean, I appreciate it. I think they just mean the biggest weapon or, oh, shucks, what the heck. I am the greatest weapon. And I walk up to the Black Knight. He, uh, he takes a swing at you, roll... Lasers. Lotario, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, I roll. I, I roll. What is it? Lasers. Yeah. As he's swinging, I'm gonna <laughs> offer to help by ditching okay. the giant cake onto the knight to kind of <laughs> dis- okay. distract him. Roll two And dice. also, I'm a ninja, and so yeah. I'm trained in dodging. So I'd roll say I'd be able. three. How does help? Lothario has to roll 1d6 for, I guess it'd be for lasers? I believe so, yes. And you'd have yeah. to succeed. Okay, and so if you, you have succeed, at least two I, then. I did not Chico. succeed. No, I got a five. You have two, Chico. <laughs> so you push. I imagine you just push the cake. It goes completely off course. I, you I tried. Feel, I feel bad wasting all that cake. That's That could have been, been all paid as in. You, as you roll the cake to the side, it just comically... Everybody freezes as you shove it, and they stare, and it just rolls to the other side of the room and just stops. <laughs> Chico, I'll save you. Yeah, GM squeaks by. While this is going on, I would like to try and gather up some of these gold coins. Okay, as you pick them up, you realize they are made out of foam in the same cheap gold paint that was on the walls. So I'll collect a handful, and I will try to offer them to the Black Knight. Okay, before we resolve that, mm-hmm. what I was I rolled, and I rolled two successes, and the first roll was a four, so I got laser feelings here. Laser feelings. So you managed so, to dodge and I need completely. to know, okay, and my, my question is, what is the greatest weapon? Because I know it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can probably guess it's not an actual weapon. And as you you come to that realization that it's probably not a weapon, and you call and not out <laughs> to uh, Errol, who has coins. Errol, what do you do? I'm going to try and hand them to the Black Knight. As you reach out and hand those coins to the Black Knight, he freezes, and he takes them, and he weighs them, and he returns to the pedestal and holds still. And the three jesters stop running and flipping across the room and they come in front of you and they go oh thank god are you three employees and no we don't you recognize us we're the 
the the jester guild you know the haha funny men murder you while you laugh i'm not familiar that's funny (laughs) y'all gotta work on your branding that is not a very good name but you know we'll workshop it later well, we're we're a relatively new guild, and we just we got this random piece of paper about a horde and to help out, and we figured, well, usually we just you know kind of murder people, but we, we we could try something new. So you guys are a guild as well, and are you guys from Guasso as well? Uh, yeah. Are, are you guys from Guasso? Yeah, and and I look back at the three kobolds. I don't even think we really introduced where we're from. We're from the fire-breathing kittens. Have you heard of us? Oh. I'm asking both groups together. Uh, a second person dressed in Jeshu's clothes walks up and he goes, Oh, uh, yeah. So what, what we're hearing here is that this was out of our league because you guys are like some of the best well-known in the town and we're just newbies and the kobolds pipe up and they go, Oh my gosh, you guys are like, um, and this is Sally talking. She goes, oh, my gosh, you guys are like guild royalty. Why are we here? You guys would have this handled anyways. I, well, we're about in the same boat as you. I mean, well, shucks, you guys are saying such good stuff about us. You guys are new guilds, but I mean, you guys have some good groups together. I don't know how close you guys are to Nicomoy, but we might be happy to have some new people come and join our guild. I mean, you can keep your guilds. I'm pretty sure you can have your own subsection guild. Well, I mean, if you guys want like, mentor us, is that what you're talking about? We, I mean, we could really use some help. Oh, there's always plenty of people to mentor you. And there's always plenty of jobs to go by. You'll meet new people, make some friends. If you got any problems, I mean, when I started, I had some problems, and they helped me immediately. They didn't even question. In fact, these two fellas here helped me with my you know, arranged marriage arrangement, and we got through all that, and Man, it's just been swell for me ever since. So I might want to recommend this grill to everyone. As Chico, those small time guilds. As Chico explains that how we helped him, I will high five Arrow and Chico. Like, yeah, we did that. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you guys seem to be having some trouble. But that's not y'all's fault. Y'all got the gumption like I did. I mean, my first couple couple missions I went on I was embarrassing myself even the last one I embarrassed myself but and this is just kind of like a fun adventure for everyone kind of in my league I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with myself may not even be adventuring in guild and what whatnot but the guild sure has helped me out and so I definitely want to extend that to you guys all you well for my personal experience you learn from your mistakes as long as you learn from your mistakes that's that's the ultimate uh, real experience you need Mm-hmm. And the beauty of the five breathing kittens is we make uh, plenty of mistakes. So <laughs> it's like learning opportunities upon learning opportunities. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you guys could definitely join us. Oh, well, I mean, we definitely got to get through this first, though, because I'm not sure how we're getting home. I'm going to whisper to Chico and say, I don't know if we're able to green light memberships just yet. But I mean, I'm with what you're saying. But I don't know if we can promise stuff that we can't deliver on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, heck, with the people we got in the guild, anyone can join. <laughs> I kind of look do at I my need own, to start listing names? I look at my own hands and say, yeah, I got. I get what you're saying. <laughs> he gives you a wink like, yeah, I, every, everyone's welcome to the guild. 
And these seemed like a bunch of colorful characters that be able to join the problem. The door on the other side of the room has slid open while you guys are talking. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I say we uh, investigate the next room. Mm-hmm. And we have these the Jester Guild here with us. Yeah, and they're kind of looking at you suspiciously, but they also almost died, so they are very happy to tag along on the back. Mm-hmm. So oh. as we're entering into the next room, do you guys have any special tattoos? Uh, no, we're assassins. We don't have identifying. That's why we're in like the same outfit. We just, you, you know, do you, have you ever done any undercover work before? I'm a ninja. So you get it. Get what? He's just, he's just looking up at them with this blank smile expression, just kind of, kind of out of it. Like, you would never be able to know he's a ninja, but that's what a true ninja is. <laughs> he just looks like a little farmer rabbit. Okay, then. Um, I guess, we, you know, we can't be identified. We're kind of like, we do the dirty work in the shadows. And, and she just kind of trails off and goes, I, I don't know what else to say. Let's go. As you enter the next room, in front of you is a bowl and there is dirt there's water and there's oil and this room is again decorated like a very cheap castle and with some sconces on the wall for lighting so the lighting is kind of flashing a little bit uh but you can definitely tell there's no real flames here just some lit up sconces you're not quite sure what they are but you know they're not flames are the sconces colored? Like, are they colored lights, or is it just basic light? They are, like, warm-toned light, but they're not mm-hmm. anything fancy. Mm-hmm. And you said there was... Are these the dirt, water, and oil and a bowl that's separate from those three? Yeah. And there's a... Um, oh, I forgot about the scroll. And there's a scroll sitting next to the bowl. Scroll, not squirrel. Yes. Scroll, okay. like piece of paper. <laughs> Because I heard squirrel, I'm like, wait, a squirrel? (laughs) I will uh, read this scroll and see what it says. While he's reading that, I'm going to make sure I recover the cart with both the cake and the trench coat tucked underneath. (laughs) Can't lose either of those things. So I'm coming with the cart. Yes. So the cake comes in with you. Surprisingly, there don't seem to be any stairs in this place. Um, it's all very easily accessible by um, people with wheels and wheeled objects. And the scroll says, in that same calligra- calligraphy-esque handwriting, but way nicer, uh, it says, The more that is here, the less that you will see. The more that is here, the less that you will see. Mm-hmm. If I were to use my intuition, I would say that if the more we mix into the bowl the darker the room's going to get. That would be my that would be my understanding of it, but I don't see how that opens up the door. Maybe we got maybe it's got to be completely pitch dark. What do y'all think? Should we start mixing all this stuff into the bowl? I suppose, but I mean if they only have water, oil and dirt, what kind of thing are we making anyway? Like some kind of dirt cake? <laughs> uh, you know what? I think we are making a dirt cake. Well, or some other kind Oh, what is what kind of oil is it? Is it olive oil? From... Yeah, it's just like plain olive oil. 
Errol, what's that olive oil company you inherited or partially inherited? Uh, Glissant Family Olive Oil. Is it Glissant Family Oil brand? Maybe. It is, but it's, mm. how is Glissant spelled? G-L-I-S-S-A-N-T-E. There's a second E and a little mark above it. So it's like knockoff Glissant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust this oil. It's definitely not as high quality as our oil. I wonder, Errol, do you have a sample of your own oil? Uh, not on me. I used the last bottle uh, against a robot. As, as one does. Oh, well, we'll just use this knockoff. It's, it's um, whatever. I, I say, this is, I don't understand, I'm not sure I understand the riddle or the puzzle, but perhaps we should sprinkle a little of something at a time to see what happens into the bowl. Oh, yeah. Let's try that. So I'm going to pick up a little bit of the dirt and sprinkle it in like, I don't know, like you would, like you sprinkle ingredients like salt or sugar into something. Um, as you touch the dirt, it's awful powdery and doesn't feel like real dirt. I you hope could... it's not foam painted to look like dirt because I'm about tired <laughs> of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't feel like dirt. I go to sniff it. What does it, it smells smell? chocolatey. We are making a cake. Everyone get that oil, get that, this ain't dirt, this is chocolate. Get that water, get that oil. It's, that isn't a scroll, that isn't a magic scroll, it's a, it's a, it's a cake ingredient. Or it's, it's a, um, list of ingredients, it's a shopping list. Now I know what we're doing, yeah, we're making a cake. But we already made a cake. We're making another one! Where Ice cream, cake, potions. I, I'm going to turn to the three cold balls in a trench coat and say, Hey, do y'all have any more of that fire-breathing uh, potion? Because I think we, we're baking yet again. Uh, and, and we're telling the truth this time because we trust you. We just want you to know that. That was really the last of it. Okay. We'll figure something out. Uh, maybe Are all we... the previous doors open? No, it shut. It shut behind you. As oh, soon as you we got can't your go cake. back to the oven. Okay. Wait, what but about? Surprisingly, it did stay mm. open until he went and retrieved the cake. Hmm. Mm. Well, let's get started, and then we'll get to the the batter portion, and then we'll figure it out from there. I do have a lighter on me, cause I, as you know, smoke cigarettes. In fact, now that I'm saying that, I would like to go ahead and pull out a cigarette and start smoking, cause I'm a I'm a little tense. What about the jesters? Do they have any fire sores? Uh, they kind of pull out their pockets, and as they pull out their pockets, an insane, comical, like, cartoon-level amount of knives and murder weapons, <laughs> and they just keep pulling them out, and they go, well, we thought we had some matches in here, and they just keep going until they have piles in front, and they go, well, I guess we forgot our matches. Oh, well, shucks, that's all right. I bet we don't even need to bake it. It might, might be one of them non-baking ingredients where you mix them together and make something that doesn't require an oven. I don't know. I want to inquire to the jesters. I'm going to say, hey, uh, who is your tailor? Because those pockets are surprisingly roomy. And I could go for that kind of storage space in my pants. So who can you tell me? Like, It doesn't have to be right now, but hook me up later. Oh, yeah. Just remind us when we're out of here. Swing by our offices. We're, like, down, like, the seediest alley you can find and behind the marketplace. And we'll definitely hook you up with our tailor. Ooh, he's kind of secretive, but he's cool. You're on the corner of seedy and secret. 
I've been yes. there. No problem. <laughs> um, GM, is there anything else in this room aside from the bowls? We we said there was light sources, sconces on the wall. And then there's the area with the bowls, a mixing bowl and three bowls with ingredients, correct? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing else? Nope. I mean, there's a door on the other side, but it's shut. Is there anything else on the back of this scroll or any other clues as to, or is that all that's on it is the script that we read? Just this, just the script that you read, and I can read, read it to you if you want. Yeah, please read it again, just for my edification. The more that is here, the less you will see. Well, I guess we'll, Chico, I guess, do your thing. I'm not sure what we're supposed to do here, so I, your, your idea oh. is as good as any right now. Well, maybe yep, the, I, mm-hmm. maybe the inverse is true. Maybe the less that is here, the more we will see. Do we need to start eating all this dirt? <laughs> that's a brilliant idea. That's it. That's it. Let's start mixing it, and then we all eat it together. Yeah, well, that's we'll a great idea. Uh, how about we tie a sip of water first and see what happens? It's, it's just water. Mm-hmm. Well, if we can't just drink the oil... And drink the the powdered, well, not quote-unquote dirt, but yeah, let's just make a dirt pie and then eat it all together. It, it's going to taste real good when you mix it all together. You're going to have to have that water to kind of, to kind of, we're making frosting. That's probably what it is. Mm, for raw cake. Yeah, that'll give it a lot, of ta- lot better taste. It won't just be a butter cake, it'll be a butter cake with chocolate frosting. Well, all right. Go for it, I guess. That's probably what it is. Well, and then, yeah, so we start, I start mixing it up, making the frosting. I don't know, as we're mixing it, do the lights get dim like I was going to predict, or is it still? Uh, first of all, are you mixing with scientific accuracy, or are you mixing with your heart? I'm mixing with my heart. I, okay, <laughs> I just put it all together, start mixing, so okay, let's see what roll, happens. Roll feelings for, to see how well you get your batter made up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like listeners, I mentioned... Before you come after me, there's baking following directions, and there's baking until your ancestors whisper in your ear. That's plenty of ingredients. <laughs> that is true. And unfortunately, Chico doesn't know how to cook. He's just following I... his heart. <laughs> I roll the four. So that's a laser feelings. Oh, so you have the exact, for some reason, you're like, I know exactly how to mix this up. And you realize you're missing eggs. But as you come to that realization, the three kobolds have stacked themselves and have pulled one of the sconces from the wall. And they kind of hold it out and they go, there's like a switch on this thing. And they like flip it back and forth and it turns on and off. Hmm. That's interesting. I guess turn them all off. Because okay. what, what, what did the scroll say? The more that is here, the less you will see. Hmm. Maybe that won't do anything. Well, but you, I got a laser feeling, so... You, that I, batter is perfect, except for you know you're missing eggs. Oh, you do get a question, Oh, that's though. what it, Oh, and you get a question, yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, what was my question? It's going it to be about all these guild members. Um, are there any more guild members coming up there from Guasso? Like, any more guilds? Like these two we've come up? You have a... F- There's one more guild that mm-hmm. you've heard of that's relatively new... Um, as from the pattern you guys have kind of picked up that it seems to be newer guilds that have gotten this message, plus you guys, mm. for some reason. Um, and it's called the 
Merry Band of Men Guild, and um, it's an archery guild. So everyone, I got, I kind of got an inkling that there's going to be another guild we're going to come up with, and it's going to be like a Merry Band of Men, our archers, and they're probably a new guild as well. I'm not sure what the whole reason we're here, because we're a well-known guild, and these other not well-known guilds, but I would say it's kind of fate that we all came together. We're supposed to be working towards bringing these guilds up up a bit in life. What do you think? I agree. I mean, look at what you're doing. You're solving a puzzle. And every room we've been in, like, Errol just gave all them coins to that knight and solved a puzzle. And then we beat that butter monster in the other room. I think fire-breathing kittens is kind of bearing the majority of the load of this adventure. And not to scuff those other guilds, but they're not really contributing. And I'm whispering to Chico and Errol. It's like, <laughs> but so maybe we're supposed to help guide them or mentor them or, or maybe. Yeah, that's we- why I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Uh, so do you still want the kobolds flipping off all the lights? Yeah, sure. Let's see what happens. So they go around and the jesters start helping too, because um, there's, you know, 10 of them. And as they flip the last one off and you're plunged into darkness, glowing lines light up, leading from where the ingredients were. And one of them leads to a wall where a door has opened, a small, like, cabinet-looking door. And sitting there is two eggs, which, you know, Chico, is the perfect amount of eggs for what you're making. And on mm-hmm. the other wall, in bright, bright glowing letters, it says, Ye old oven of easy bake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can put two and two together. Two eggs and then two oven. No, no, just one oven. No, two and one. What am I saying? I just grab the eggs and mix them in there and then get ready to put it in that easy bake oven. And there is a pan in the easy bake oven. In fact, there's two pans. There's one that has little heart shapes and there's just a normal pan. Are we making cupcakes? Oh, we're making cupcakes. Okay. <laughs> you should go with them hard uh, shapes. I think that's more visually appealing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fill up all those heart, cake, heart ones, but are the other ones... Do I still have enough for the other ones? If, if you would like to do just a plain sheet. I'm going to do the hearts then. Either or. Okay. If I had to choose either or, I'm going to do the hearts. I'm 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 gonna look over at uh, Lotharia and I'm gonna say, why is it when we three end up adventuring together, there's always baked goods involved? That I is take, true. There's cupcakes. I Ugh. take a drag off my cigarette and I say, just lucky, I guess. <laughs> so I like cupcakes though. As you put them in the oven and you shut the door, the sconces light up like a timer, and it just goes click, 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 click. One of them lights up. Click, 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 click. All the way around the room until you hear a ding. And the door pops open and you have some perfectly baked cupcakes, heart-shaped cupcakes in front of you. All right. Those smell excellent, Chico. Oh, yeah. These are chocolate. These aren't that marble butter, whatever we, whatever, like, monstrosity we made. These are nice little chocolate cupcakes. Here, everyone. I'm pretty sure there's enough for everyone here. Don't say that too loud. I don't know if this cake is going to rise up and, uh. (laughs) Take revenge after being insulted. Well, if it does, then I'll turn into a carrot cake real fast. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad I'm on your side, Chico. And with the lights up, a door opens. 
Um, I'm going to bring a couple of cupcakes over to the uh, jesters, and I'm going to say, uh, I, I know we've been talking about maybe giving you guys some ideas. I would offer you a consultancy for a small fee if you're interested after this, after we get out of here. Well, I mean, that could be helpful. We we really didn't mean to get into the murder business, you know. It, it We're really more into, like, theatrics and well, grand adventures. I'll give you a tip for free. Killing people is usually not good for business because it means less customers. Oh, and they all, like, look completely astounded by this piece of advice. Like, it's never occurred to them. <laughs> With that, I I guess I'll walk forward towards the next room. All right. As you walk in, confetti cannons go off. And there's a big sign that pops up and it says, congratulations, you have found the horde. And sitting in the middle of the room is a large table. And it has like stuffed animals on it. It has um, like a fake chest on it. Uh, There's party plates. And it's set up like a six-year-old's birthday party. Uh, with a spot for your little cart to slide in for a cake. And standing at the front of the room is Sir Bottom Rock and Sir Mix-a-Lot. And they <laughs> applaud as you walk in. Are they smiling? Yes. Both? Well, Wait. kind of. Sir Mix-a-Lot is okay. very excited and smiling. Sir Bottom Rock is just like dead-faced, hey. clapping. I'm yeah. here. Great. Okay, that's what... <laughs> That's what I was wanting to know. <laughs> okay. I like that. Okay. So I'm looking around. I don't see the other guild I had a feeling would be around here. I'm wondering if this is actually the end. Because Lothario, uh, or I, Lothario and Errol, I don't think this is the end yet. Might be, but I have an inkling of a suspicion this is a trap. Keep You know, stay on the guard. Well, um, we should at least set the table. I mean, I will... Um, so, uh, you you said there was uh, plates and things like that. Are there drinks and, and cups as well? Yes. There's, like, fruit punch and water and lemonade labeled. Um, they have little cups that are, like, potion bottle shaped that are next to the punch bowls that are holding those drinks. Is it anyone's oh, sh- birthday? I'll just look around at everybody. Is somebody having a birthday coming up? Well, it's not mine, but I will say I'm not one to shy away from some fresh lemonade. Chico's going to go get some lemonade. I'm thinking about what Chico said earlier about not being done. And I'm looking around this table, and there's some nice things and all, but this ain't exactly a horde. I mean, you can call it what you want, but it's just... It's just like decorations for a little kid's birthday party, and as a professional adventurer, I expected something a little bit more uh, profitable, we'll say. What are your opinions, gentlemen? Well, on the situation or on this lemonade? <laughs> well, either. That lemonade does look refreshing. I mean, we just had to do quite a few uh, tasks, and I'm sure that lemonade hits the spot. GM, mm. did the door shut behind us? Yeah, once everybody was in, the door shut. Mm-hmm. And GM, is the lemonade, anything wrong with the lemonade, or is it just good lemonade, just lemonade? It's some bomb <laughs> lemonade. It's oh, nice. like homemade, fresh squeezed, perfect ratio, sugar to lemon lemonade. Well, Thara, you gotta come try this. 
All right, I trust you, my man. And yeah, so you too, I, Errol. And everyone else. Yeah, this lemonade's great. I grab a cup. I will have a cup as well. It's it's amazing. It It's really good lemonade. Mm. This um, lemonade's good. Uh, maybe too good. <laughs> and I unsheathe my rapier because <laughs> it's a little too good. I enjoy what's pleasurable and enjoyable in life, but you, this is unexpected. To be fair, everything we've encountered so far has been off-brand products, and this is very handmade, fresh-squeezed lemonade. I will cautiously ask uh, Sir Mixalot and Sir Rockbottoms. I'll say, excuse me, gentlemen, um, can you advise me as to where you procured this lemonade? It is very tasty. Is this something that uh, you own and operate, or do you source it from a different uh, conglomerate? Uh... Well, we get given a bucket of lemons, and then we have to squeeze it for each party. So it's made in-house. Mm. That's nice. It's just I cheaper that way, I think. I smell a business opportunity, gentlemen, and I'll write down some notes. Hmm. So, so this is the horde? We get a party? Yeah, like, you won. Congrats. You beat all of our puzzles. Hmm. All right. That's... Pretty neat. I mean, didn't pay for anything. And wait, did you guys? I turned to the other guilds. Did you guys pay for anything? Uh, no, we found. We told you we had a piece of paper, and whoosh, we were here. That's right. Uh, Just like us. And mm. the jesters say These... same thing happened to us. So, and I turned back to um, Sir Bottom Rock and Mixalot. Um, so you said that people pay to come in, to come in here. Like, what's the deal with us? Why are why are all these guilds here? All of us from Guasso, all of us are guilds. So most of these guys are, you know, small-time guilds, and we're a part of this huge guild of professionals. What is this place? What's going on here with us? Uh, and Sir Mixalot kind of pulls out a clipboard with paperwork and flips through it and says, it said the party was prepaid and the guests would be arriving in groups. That's what you guys did did you not know you had a party? Chico can kind of read off of them, and character and our character can kind of read from this situation, and he gets a side eye at the two of them, and it's like, "All right, gentlemen, I think we've run into a trap. I think I think what you guys were saying at the very beginning, this might we might be have been brought in by a trap. I think that's exactly what happened." And Chico starts to side eye and look around. He's not even, Chico's not even worried about these two guys. They're just minimum wage workers. He doesn't think they have anything to do with this. He thinks all these guilds from Guasso were brought in together to be offed or something. So now he's looking around, trying to figure out what's going on in here. What are the what are the jester uh what are the jester guild doing at the moment? Sitting on the chairs, drinking lemonade and eating their cupcakes. They don't see anything wrong. They're just like, oh, cool party kind of picking through the pile and one of them pulls out like a cute little dog stuffed animal and like tucks it in a pocket as quick as they can. I'm going to say to the two employees, I'm going to say, sir and sir, uh, I'm smoking. I hope that's not a problem inside your fine establishment, but I prefer to smoke outside. Can you direct me outside so I could enjoy the rest of my cigarette? They kind of look at each other and they go, well... I mean, if you want, we're not really supposed to allow people back in, in here and a door slides open in front of you. 
And in walks a woman, and she's wearing kind of all, like, very, very nightlife, fancy party, silver, shimmering dress. And she has very bright, almost glowing white hair, and her eyes are completely bright. And she says, oh, oh, darlings, uh, I'll take it from here. And the two, uh, Sir Mixalot and Sir um, Bottom Rock, kind of leave through a door and she goes, was the horde not good enough? Is that what it was? Because honestly, we had, you did so great through this whole thing. Chica's just looking confused and like, it was nice, but why? <laughs> Very confused. Oh, well, I guess I should introduce myself. I'm Poppy. Um, you know, Silver Dragon. I kind of hoard happiness and happy feelings. Well, we didn't ever get an introduction or learn about that. Oh, so... And he just realizes Poppy's... He remembers Poppy's fancy land. Oh, this is... Oh, this is lovely. But he kind of just pulled us out of of nowhere and we just kind of ended up here. We were completely confused. Well, would you have come if I said, Oh, I was a dragon who hoards happy feelings and I would like some of yours. Please come compete through all these puzzles. No, that's not how that works usually. Usually that sends people screaming. So I bring you here. I throw you a nice party. I give you some challenges to overcome and give you some ice cream. You have the happy feelings. I take them. I send you home with your hoard at the end of the day. And bada bing, bada boom, we're done. And I grow more powerful. I I have to apologize. I I was very suspicious of what was happening here. But it seems like you just brought us here to have some fun. So I've retract my suspicions. Chico's Bria's outside relief. He realizes that there's nothing to worry about. And yeah, he's thinking about what she said where, oh, <laughs> she, she actually says what it is, who she is, what she, no one would want to come. And if it was just like, oh yeah, an adventuring game or whatever, people would be suspicious. But just having this empty paper with no thing and everyone touches it and then it gets teleported, comes in, has a good time, and then Word of mouth. Yeah, I see how that would work. So, I don't mean to be a contrarian. I mean, I, I adore Chico and Errol. They are close friends and great co-workers. I can rely on them. However, I must disagree. Because when I hear hoard, I hear treasure for at least me, but more generally me and my compatriots. Now, I'm not a greedy man. I, I love puzzles as much as the next guy. And if you would have been straight and said, hey, I hoard happiness, that's what I'm full of. I could have given, I got extra every day. I could have given you plenty. But because you brought us here under the specter of something different, and now I'm all suspicious, I'm not happy right now. I'm not full of joy. I'm full of, like, my my red flags are up, and I'm looking around, and I'm in survival mode in a way, and I'm sure that does nothing for you. And that does not make you more powerful. That does not make you happy. So, I, what I'm trying to say is honesty goes a long way. And if you would have just been clear with us, I think we could have helped each other. I mean, who doesn't like ice cream or cake or fun? We're all about that. But because you were deceptive, I just got this weird feeling inside myself. And I don't think it's as enjoyable for either of us as a result. You know what I'm saying? Well, do you- Do you just want real gold? I mean, 
most people like picking through the prizes, but if if real gold's what it takes to make you happy, I could, I got plenty well, of it. That makes me f- sound like I'm some kind of jackass that's all just caring about money, and that's not me. I love beautiful things, and I love enjoying myself, and I love the company of good people like yourself. Um, but I, I just don't like deception. That's all. And so, it just hey, just don't be afraid to be clear, and then. This could have been so much more fun for everybody. Oh, well, she kind of looks a little sad. She goes, well, it's been it's been so long since I've been down in your guys' plane, and I just assumed this was still how we did things. I mean, I guess next time I can just send you a card and sign it? I I have a suggestion. I like puzzles and I like mystery. Perhaps you send a coded message and the people who are able to decipher it get sent here. As a way of like, hey, come enjoy these puzzles. I don't think you need to like have pretenses about what you're offering here. It's because it's a lot of fun. Oh no, you 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 can take the hoard. I can give you gold if that's the prize you want. I I don't have any use for gold. That's I didn't lie about the hoard. I've just um, we had a bunch of children for some reason get a hold of our invites, and so like, yeah, they don't really like gold. So that's kind of why that's what the hoard turned into. They really like these trinket things and these stuffed animals. Uh, but truly, honestly, and she, like, produces two ginormous bags of gold. She goes, I, I have no use for these. You can take them. I won't turn my nose up at it. <laughs> I, I will uh, also graciously accept, but uh, Poppy, is it? My name's Lothario, and this here is my man, Arrow, my man, Chico. Uh, what I would like and what I enjoy most of all is meeting new people, and you're new to me, and uh, I would like to extend an offer of friendship. To me, that is far more valuable than any bag of gold. And uh, <laughs> it never hurts to have a silver dragon on your side, number one. That's what Grandma D always says. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's just be friends. And then, you know, I, if it makes you happy, I'll take the gold. That's no problem. Oh, of, of course we can be friends um i don't have a lot of those but um do you yeah and here's the gold and so in the bag of gold there is 200 pieces a piece um for you guys to spend however you want later um and as she hands it to you she goes well i mean do you want to eat cake or go home or i can i can send you back via teleport again if you want or you can you know take the magic elevator it's your choice Oh, I have a question. Can we get some more of those invites and we'll just hang them up on the wall for other people? We'll tell them all about this fun place. Uh, uh, sure. And she kind of snaps her fingers and um, Sir Mix-a-Lot comes out with a stack of them and he goes, here, here you go. All righty. <laughs> he grabs, a, he grabs, a, grabs a stack of them. I'll hang these up on the, on the wall later on. Other people can, can go to it, can try it out. Awesome. Uh, Poppy, I got a question. You asked us what we want to do if we want to go home or have cake or what have you. Let me ask you this as my new friend. What do you want to do? Well, I mean, usually people just eat the cake and go home. But if you guys want to, like, eat the cake together and hang out and learn. Is that what friends do? That's what friends do, right? Oh, yeah. We can tell stories or we can uh, tell jokes Uh Listen to music together, or maybe uh, come up with some project that we can all pitch in on and, and get some great satisfaction out of. You know, just there's a lot of stuff we can do. 
Oh, maybe you could help me clean out my pesky gold vault. It's too full. Well, I mean, I, I got time. I, what, uh, what about you guys? Cleaning? Yeah, I can do some cleaning. I'm okay with whatever, but I would like to enjoy some more of this lemonade. Oh, yeah, you got a recipe for this, by the way. This, I mean, it is too good. Oh, yes. It's it's the type of sugar you have to use. You can't use regular sugar. you got to use this weird brown sugar that you can only get from this one place in the middle of the woods. Mm. Lothario's writing this down furiously. Uh, one, one more time, I'd like to talk to the jesters, and I'm mm-hmm. going to say, uh, I, I have one more recommendation for you, but I would like to sign... I would like you to sign this contract for me here. It, uh, it, uh, it's a request that you pay me a certain amount every now and then for consultancy fees. Uh, sure. I mean, your, your advice about not killing everybody was great. Um, and they cite it. All right, my, reading ne- it. my next suggestion for my consultancy here, since you signed my paperwork, go with the name Harlequin Heroes. Ooh, yeah. I like Alliter- that. Yeah, alliteration's always the way to go. And 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 you know, it's really catchy. It it sticks in people's minds. And Jester makes you seem more like a clown or like buffoonish, but Harlequin is more professional and polished. That's upscale. Oh, that does sound really really cool. Thank you. See, this is this is going to be great. We're going to learn everything from you and we're going to be awesome and amazing like you guys. And the kobolds are for realsies just shoving food in their face. They're having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, as the day wraps up, you guys spend time cleaning out her gold vaults and taking away the extra that seems to be spilling out and everybody gets their cake and their lemonade and you just have a very very pleasant day and at the end of the day you're returned home and night falls and you go to bed and that was our fire breathing kittens lasers and feelings adventure today we were joined by lothario I had a great time, and I do want to say I did grab Poppy's number, so we'll be calling each other later on. And Errol. I really enjoyed these puzzles, and I think I might visit Poppy's again sometime. And Chico Barrett. Yep, this was just a pleasure. I had fun, made a whole bunch of new friends, and hopefully some more Fire for the Kids will be able to enjoy Poppy's, uh, what, Poppy's Fancy Land Puzzle Mania. That's a mouthful. And don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Let us know what you think, and we'll read it on air in our next episode. Bye. 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 See you later. Have you heard of Feed Your Business with Love? This podcast supports women entrepreneurs through the self-love journey, where you'll learn to enjoy your life in this current moment and build the business of your dreams. Because building a successful business all starts from within us and at the core is self-love. Breaking the norms of how we are told to, quote, do, quote, business and podcasting. No stiff how to do it here, just how to get in flow and have fun in your life and business again. Owning your own business should be built on your own strategy that feels good to you. This strategy can look like no one else's and still gain massive success. This podcast will be talking about and talking to guests about all things related to loving yourself unconditionally and how that is the key to helping your business grow. How to stand in your own power and be paid top dollar to be you. Self-love is the key to owning a business or being an entrepreneur. Once you love, trust, and own who you are, the possibilities are endless. 
check out Feed Your Business with Love, a podcast.